Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We have Tyrone here with us. Hello. And we're back for the new year. You gave up on those headphones really quickly. Oh yeah, because we don't need them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just need to hear the theme so I don't start in the middle of the theme or like two minutes after the theme. Mm. So yeah, just need to hear the theme. But we're back. We are, yes. Yeah. We took a bit of a break. It's been like a couple of months, Three I think. Three weeks. Uh Four weeks? No, probably longer. Yeah. Longer, yeah. Because yeah. we, I think this is the first time we're recording this year. Because we had some episodes come out this year, but we recorded them last year. So True. But uh, we're back with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Marvel's latest movie, the 31st movie? Yes. No, 32nd. Oh, January. 31st of January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I don't about? know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's the 31st or the 32nd MCU movie. It's directed by Peyton Reed, who directed the first two Ant-Man movies. Uh, it's starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Jonathan Majors. Yep. I'm I'm just thinking, is Peyton Reed doing the Fantastic Four movie? He was going to, but then... Uh, so he wanted to, but then yep. they got the guy from Spider-Man to do it. Yep, and then, then he dropped he, out. He dropped out, but yep. I don't think Peyton Reed's doing it. I don't think they have a director, do they? Or do they? Uh, maybe they do. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not paid and read. Okay. Yeah. 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 Something. Something just popped into my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and I. Yeah. Because I yeah. think he wanted to do it. I think he did. Yeah. 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 Uh, like even. Before I think before did. MCU, he wanted yeah, to do it. Yeah. Before Ant Man and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's also starring uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, so they're back from returning from the other ones. Yeah. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer was in the second one, and Michael Douglas was in all of them. If you're looking forward to watching. Judy Greer and um, her husband and the uh, Louise, who's Michael Pena's character, and his other friends, they're not in the movie. One of them is, but as a different character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not as a physical. Yeah. It's like a CGI character. I'm trying to remember Judy Greer's husband's name. Like his- um, His actual name. His actual his name? Yeah. That will come to me in a sec. Don't worry about it. You know his actual name? I, I do know it, oh, okay. but I, his, I can't uh, remember it. His name in the movie is Paxton. Paxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His actual name. I, I can't remember it, but it will come to me. Uh, also, Randall Park is in Briefly this movie. in it, yeah. Yeah, but nothing major. He's in WandaVision more than he's in this. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, yeah. he's in that quite a bit. Why? I can't remember one division. <laughs> he's in. He's in it a little. He's, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from that, not much to say. Box office. It's not. It's not going bonkers. It's doing enough, isn't it? Uh, Two ninety one million so far. So it's been about a week since we watched it, or since it's been out. Uh, budget of two hundred million. So it's not great. 
Mm. Not great, but yeah, you'll probably still end up making enough money. Word of math is not good. Ant-Man movies generally don't do that well as well. Yes. Uh, They're generally on the lower end of the uh, box office revenue. But in terms of critical reception, uh, at least the first one, I think it was like in the 80s. The second one was in like maybe the 70s. People have been questioning that in terms of do you think the critics have gotten harsher on MCU movies? Yeah. So have the movies got worse or are the movies the same and people are just tired of them? I think there's definitely... Um, the critics are more harsher on superhero movies now than they used to be. Yeah. I don't think, I, like, uh, Thor Ragnarok got a fresh, no, sorry, Thor Ragnarok's good. What's the other one? Love Thor The Dark World got a fresh rating. Love and Thunder got a fresh rating. So, yeah. The, yeah. Only, the only rottens in the MCU are Eternals in this. Yeah. But I feel like this is, it's not good, but also- it's not like, if bad. they made this in 2011, people probably would have loved it. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But um, I also think that the movies are getting worse. Because yeah. I thought, like, the first Batman, I never thought it was that good. I was like, yeah, it's, it's okay. We watched it the other week. Pretty good. And it's pretty good. I think we take for granted that, like, you know, the other not as popular phase one and two movies? Where, like, oh, because they were comparing to, like, the amazing Phase 3 and Phase 2 movies mm. and Phase 1. I think Phase 1 and Phase 2 had decent movies that aren't amazing. But decent. But they're, they're yeah. decent. Phase 3 is what everyone remembers. And Phase 3 is like, oh, it was amazing. Like, everything was so good. Pretty much every yeah. single movie, yeah. And that's why everyone has such high expectations because Phase 3 was so good. And Phase 4 has dipped probably back to, like, Phase 1 quality, but- I would say it's, it's like even lower than Phase 1. Phase 1 quality post-Phase 3 era. At best, it's Phase 1 quality. At worst, it's like worse than Phase 1 quality. Yeah. yeah. But it's a post-Phase 3 era where people expect more. So, that's why I think these movies probably, if you release them in 2002, probably would have been fine. Like, it's still not great, yeah. but it probably would have been fine. But, like, when you've seen Endgame and Infinity War and- all these other Ragnarok and amazing movies. Yeah. Winter Soldier, Civil War, this just doesn't match yeah. up. Yeah. It doesn't even match up to the first Ant-Man. So, it's- Yeah. Anyway, that, that probably gives you an idea of what we think about this movie. So, we're going to go and do some non-spoiler stuff very briefly, and then we'll do spoilers after that. Non-spoiler-wise, positives. Um, I think Kang, so it's not a spoiler- Kang was in the promotional material quite extensively. Yeah, uh, he's he was very good. And it's it feels like a weird movie because I feel like this shouldn't be an Ant-Man movie. But it is for some reason. Uh, it should have been something else. But Kang was really good. Jonathan Majors did a good job. And this is the actual Kang. Well, I don't know if we can call him the actual Kang because there's so many Kangs. But it's, not, it's more like the Kang in the comic books than the one we saw in Loki, who's a variant of Kang. But this is like... Original recipe, Kang. Comic book, Kang. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Majors is a good actor. Yeah. Did I like all of Kang? Not really, but I liked his performance. They've... Uh, spoiler. In spoilers, we could talk about it more, but they look like they're taking the character in a certain direction. And from an acting point of view, I can see why Jonathan Majors would have thought, oh, that's a challenge. I want to do that. But from a viewing point of view, I think it's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We can talk about it in spoilers. I also yeah. think it's like when you go down that route, like you lose all consequence. Like you're like, oh, there's another, there's another Kang. Yeah. There's this, yeah, this, you beat this one, but then, oh, yeah, there's another one. And there's another one after that. So, like, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, we'll talk about that more in spoilers, but. Yeah, I think I think Jonathan Majors has been good in everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, looks like he's going to be good in Creed three as well. Yes, which is actually a, the movie the movie that we'll be reviewing next. So yeah. yep. So I yeah I enjoyed him. I think Paul Rudd is actually really good in as Ant Man, but I think he's better as Ant Man in movies that aren't Ant Man movies. Yeah. Oh, uh, he even in the first Ant Man movie, he is the lead, but like. Hank Pym is also, like, 
pretty important in that movie, uh, as is like I guess Hope is pretty important as well. So he's not like he is the lead, but he has a lot of supporting. But I feel like well. even in that movie, like I much prefer him in Civil War. I think Civil War Civil is War's the best Ant Man, yeah, and, and, and game. Endgame. Yeah. yeah, he's also a good Ant Man. But in his own movies, yeah, he somehow just isn't as good. I think in like a movie where everyone else is serious and he's the comedic relief, he comes off a bit better sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but Paul Rudd's always good. I I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, I, he like he did what he had to do in this. Um, it's this movie is also not that funny. Like Ant Man movies, I always like whenever I think mm. of Ant Man, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be funny. So comedy's subjective, and we know that. So some people may find it funny. I didn't really find it funny. No, and I don't think there were that many jokes. Like it's not like Thor: Love and Thunder where there were meant to be jokes, and it just wasn't funny. I just don't think there were that many jokes in this movie. I think there were some jokes though. Yeah, there is one character that they do a joke with recurring that I didn't really enjoy. Um, yeah, I thought there. It's not like it's not back to back jokes like Thor: Love and Thunder though. Yeah, but it is. Still more on the comedic side. Some jokes, I guess. But I didn't find it funny. Yeah, it's not. It's not funny. Is there any other positives? Uh, We haven't talked about Cassie. So Cassie's in this movie. um, His daughter. Look, I didn't hate her or I didn't love her. She was just in this movie. It's it's like a lot of people in this movie. I don't hate or love them. They're just in this movie. Some of them are hardly in this movie. Like it's called Ant Man and the Wasp, but. Evangeline Lilly yeah. is like not in this movie, or she's hardly in it. Yeah. So I can't, I can't say I hate Evangeline Lilly's performance in this movie. Yeah. Because she's not in it. She's in it for like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Despite being in the title, um, Cassie is played by Catherine Newton. So um, yeah. that's a different actor to who played Cassie in Endgame, and suppose this is not that much after Endgame, right? So it's like, yeah. So obviously they recast her, and apparently. The previous actress was, um, I think it was Emma Furman, if I got it right, but they never told her that she was getting recast. So she found out when they officially announced uh, Catherine Newton that I think the, she was not coming back. The reason I think they could have done this with the previous actress. I think she was good in Endgame in the limited in the screen one, time one that she scene had. That she's in, yeah. Um, like. Catherine Newton doesn't do anything special in this movie, but I think the reason they probably cast her is she's a more well-known actress. So they is she? I didn't know. Like I mean, she movies. was in like she's in like that Pokemon movie. She's in that movie with Vince Vaughn where they switch bodies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's well, that's like two movies, but anyway, she's in it. Like you said, she was okay. Nothing, nothing great, but nothing terrible either. The only other positive I can sort of come up with is the quantum realm stuff was, I guess, okay. Um, there's a sequence where they go into the quantum realm, which I thought was pretty good. Mm. Um, and some stuff in the quantum realm was okay, but it's also like... I found that the quantum realm was not well defined in this movie. Like, how big is the quantum realm? Like, they've got like two different tribes that they kind of look at in this movie. Is that who the quantum realm is? Is there lots more people in it? It's very ill-defined and it feels like very small in the movie yeah but i think it's meant to be huge yeah and it's just never defined and it feels like there's a roof on it like it feels very enclosed yeah yeah Yeah. it feels yeah i don't know we can talk about more on spoilers because i have more thoughts about how the quantum realm works in this movie compared to other movies because it kind of contradicts stuff that's happened in the past with quantum realm Negatives, I think we're kind of like touching on negatives as we're talking about the positives, but like the editing in this movie is just, it, it just struck me when, even when I was watching, I'm like, why does this scene, why did the previous scene end and why does this scene start where it's starting? And then they like, there's one point where they cut a scene, they go to another scene and it starts in like this weird location. Where you, don't, you don't even know how the characters got there. And then they cut that scene and they go back to the previous scene but nothing else has happened in the previous scene. It's like the same point where you left it. It's just weird editing. And I also think there's stuff in this movie that was cut out. I went to the bathroom at one point, so I, I might have missed some stuff, but it feels like things are missing in this movie, just like plot points. Yeah. <laughs> and like characters are in this movie for like two minutes 
that you thought would come back and they never do as well. Yeah, Yeah, there's cameos that, like... Insignificant. Yeah, like, they didn't need to be there. They didn't add any value. And, yeah, it was just... There was, like, there's there's story points where they're like, this is, like, they reference stuff that happened in the past, but they never come back to what actually happened. Um, It might have been when I was in the toilet, but... I don't think they did come back to that. I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds about right that they yeah. probably did come back to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also there's just some character motivations and just char- stuff that char- characters do that just doesn't make sense. Like why there's this plot. The whole plot actually happens because of actually because of Janet and she just doesn't tell people stuff that she has done in the past. And I feel like she should have been telling people some very important, relevant things. And for some reason, she didn't. And even in the movie, she doesn't for a very long time. And that just, like, it just didn't make sense. It just took away from the movie. Like, why wouldn't you? It doesn't even take that long to tell. It's not like it's, like, a massive thing that you have to, like, tell. And it takes, it feels like, yeah, it didn't make sense. Uh, that whole motivation and the whole – I feel like they, they're definitely scenes that are cut out because they seem to rush to get into the quantum realm. Like there's like five minutes of the movie and then they're in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And the the reason why they get into the quantum realm is still not clear to me. I don't know why that happens. Uh, it's in all the trailers, but they're just like, we have to get into the quantum realm and then do the rest of the- I think it is explained in one line why they were in the quantum realm, but it's not well defined. Anyway um, – I could probably keep rolling off some negatives, but we'll, we can jump into spoilers and probably go through. Mm. I don't think it's the worst movie in the MCU, but it's not great either. It's just very, like, forgettable. I think it's very... It, the feeling I get is it's very rushed. Like, the whole plot is rushed. The production seems rushed. Just everything about me, about this movie, feels rushed to me. Like, they had to rush into writing it. They had to rush into getting it filmed. And then rush into post production and, and get it Releasing out. Releasing it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they didn't have any time to think about if it made sense. Yeah, and I don't know if this is some sort of like studio mandate, but most of the Phase Four movies, except for What Kind of Forever, have all been about two hours long. Mm. And some of them probably could have done with some more screen time because they didn't have that before. Like they've like Phase Three had some pretty long. Movies. And I'm not saying you need to make it long, mm. but it feels like this needed some other stuff in it. Yeah. I think there is some Disney stuff going on where there's a clear distinction between when Bob Iger left and the other Bob. Bob Chappick. Bob Chappick yeah. took over. Yeah. It was the end of phase three and the start of phase four is when Bob Chappick took over. Yeah. The first few movies in phase four were actually not too bad, and they- Black Widow and Shang-Chi. Yeah, Yeah. which I think are pretty decent movies. Um, They're not, like, amazing. They're, like, phase one quality or phase two quality, I think. But they're both pretty good. But then as time goes along, the movies get shorter, the graphics get shitter, and the- um, Yeah, everything just feels rushed on- Worse, yeah. Rushed on everything, um, including the TV shows. All of them feel rushed as well. I think all of the TV shows were- well, they they were all post phase three, so yeah, yeah, they were all. So I think there's a clear distinction where Disney tried to pump out more of these because they're profitable, yeah, and there was a, a a rush on getting these out. So I don't think I don't think it's Marvel's fault, but it's probably a higher up thing where they just have to be pushing out these movies, and the quality's obviously declined as a, as a result. Yeah, and on that note, they've actually delayed a whole bunch of stuff. So Marvels was meant to come out in July. Uh, now it's in November, so the next the next movie is still going to be Guardians. So that's still coming out when it was. But I think to. James Gunn would have done what he wouldn't have rushed his process. I think he's got enough pull as a director that he'll do what he wants to do. Yeah, and, and I guess what, um, yeah. Ryan Coogler, same thing, did yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with Guardians. So that that's in. I think that's in May, so that's the next one. And then I'm not going to say Guardians Three will be good, but it will be the movie that James Gunn wanted to make. So, yeah, yes, let's see. Um, And in terms of TV shows, I think like everything's delayed pretty much, 
except yeah. for um the one that was meant to come going to come out this year. Yeah, I think it's just Loki two and um and Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah just those two. Okay, so I give it a cognitive regression. Just yeah, I think so. But I just didn't want to watch. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. It's no incentive to watch it again. Also, the whole everything that happens in this movie is a bit in the end, even though it's kind of setting up for everything in Phase 5 and it's introducing formally the main villain of Phase, this whole uh, multiverse saga, it's pretty inconsequential. <laughs> yeah, in the end it, it probably is because, yeah, I don't know if it's going to matter too much. It's kind of that situation where they want to make movies relevant, but they're also like, what if no one watches this one? Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a problem they had with the Ant-Man movies because they're like, they always came out after an Avengers movie as well. So the first Ant-Man came after Age of Ultron, second one came out after Infinity War. And I think people just found them a bit like irrelevant. Yeah. So maybe they wanted to make this movie more relevant, but they lost the essence of what Ant-Man was in the process. Yeah, they, they, I think sometimes Marvel movies toe the line of, do we want to make this relevant to the bigger story? Do we want to do a good movie within itself? I think the worst ones are the ones that don't know which one they want to be. And this one doesn't know which one it wants to be. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey. All right. Let's do spoilers. So I've got a list of stuff, actually, because I thought about this movie. And at almost every point... I have a question as to why stuff is happening. So I'll start with um, Evangeline Lily's hair in this movie. Well, yeah, you just don't like it. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, not she's great. Got, yeah. She doesn't have good hair in the first Ant-Man as well. Yeah, it's like a bob cut. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. It's, it's not great. Uh, yeah. In the second one, I think she's normal hairstyle and- uh, but she rocks this hairstyle in real life, so yeah, I think it's just, just like, her hair. Yeah, <laughs> so you're just dissing on this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to start. With it's that. not like a a creative choice they made for the movie, where they're like, she has to have this hair. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think what I want to actually start with was the wasp is not in this movie. <laughs> no, it's called Ant Man and the Wasp, but she's not in this movie. She said some controversy. I think. There's two characters in this movie that probably had more scenes and they've just cut them. 
One is Evangeline Lilly, because she said some controversial stuff about vaccines, I think, or yeah. something. Yeah. And the other one's Bill Murray, who's in this for one scene, and he's like, I don't know, he's getting cancelled because he did some shitty stuff. I, don't know, I can't remember what it was. So, I just cut him out. I'm pretty sure they cut him out. I'm 99% sure that Bill Murray would have had more than one scene in this movie. He's in the trailers and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. But- in this movie as one scene, which could be cut out of the movie. Like, that scene, nothing happens in the end. They get a shit. They get no information of him. Yeah. He just, yeah. Which- Well, I mean, they find out that he is working for Kang. Yeah, but he doesn't come back again. So, what does it matter if he works for Kang? Yeah. No. And they hint at this backstory where Janet Van Dyne abandoned Bill Murray and all these other people and left the quantum realm. That never comes back. When did she abandon them? And, like, what situation did she abandon them in? Yeah. So, we didn't really talk about the plot of this movie, but going back to the start. So, Cassie, this is also one thing I didn't understand. So, in the very beginning, you start with Paul Rudd. He's, like, a bit of a celebrity now because he's saved the world. He's part of the Avengers. Yeah, and then his daughter's in jail because she's an activist of some sort. What's she... Protesting against homelessness is they were like kicking people out of it, homes. Is that mentioned in the movie, or did it is? Did yeah. I just miss it, or like, yeah, you missed it. Okay. It, it is yeah. mentioned, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just that whole first thing sequence before they get into quantum room just happened like everything happened so quickly. It's like five minutes, so I'm like, I'm just missing stuff. I didn't understand why she was going to jail and why everyone else was in it except. Except Ant-Man, except um, what's his, not Paul Rudd, what's his real name? Scott Lang. I think they were trying to set it up so that there was some tension between Scott and his daughter, but they just seemed like friends. He, she didn't tell him this one thing, but they're still like best buddies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that whole motivation didn't make sense. And um, how many, like, teenage geniuses do we have in in this universe? A lot, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she built this like quantum realm communication device thing in her yeah. bedroom. So this is, yeah, it's ill defined. Like you said, they don't really explain how they get sucked into the quantum realm. Yeah, and essentially, so like, Mod- it's one line in the movie where Modok says, "I saw your communication and I brought you in," but it's but not well she, defined. Is this the first time she should turn that thing on? I don't think so. So okay, is, yeah. yeah. Anyway. We'll get to that in a second, but yeah. it seems like Hank, Janet, and Hope are on like in on this because when yeah. Scott is discussing it with them, they they all kind of bring it up and yeah, it feels they're, like they're all in on it. Yeah. But then Janet, she's like, she's "Oh, not- so you communicating with the quantum realm?" Yeah, like, I thought you knew this. Like you were supporting her, like the previous scene, and then she's like, "Yeah, you can't do that." And then they turn it off, and they, then they get sucked in. Yeah, that that whole thing just didn't make sense. Yeah, I think it's just what you said it is. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, th- for some she reason- changes her mind. No, like, for some reason, she's not in on it. She's just not in on it. I thought she was, though. No, she's not in on it. Okay. Yeah. Because they try and get it, her in on it. Hope tries to talk to her about it. I think this it, family- And then she doesn't want to talk. This, I, I don't know why that she's not in on it, but she's not in on it. This family has really bad communication skills, because, yeah. like, they don't tell Janet that- her granddaughter is like making this quantum realm thing. She doesn't tell them that the quantum realm had this like guy called Kang who's like, you can't escape the quantum realm. Because mm. even in the previous movie, don't they send Scott into the quantum realm? And- yeah, so that's why it's ill defined what is actually happening. So I think there is different dimensions. I think that's the explanation. Like, the one that they get sucked into is like a pocket dimension. And then the thing that Ant-Man was in in the previous movie was something else. Yeah, because the or it's time- like deeper in the quantum realm and there's like different depths. But it's never explained in the movie. This is the- me making up an excuse for it. Because then the but, ants, yeah. they seem to go somewhere else because time goes all different for them. And they like yep. develop this whole like civilization- the what? movie doesn't explain any of this. It, like, you have to make up your own theory to, for it to make sense, which is sometimes fun with a movie, but for this movie, it's too much. Like, <laughs> there's too much not explained. Um, 
I think it's different depths of the quantum realm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to be explained. Because obviously the time thing works differently. Because also Janet was in the quantum realm for like 30 years or whatever. And she aged. She aged. But then Scott was in it for five hours and he comes out and it's been five years. So I think it's different depths or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So basically that's what I was saying before in the non-spoiler section. But it seems to conflict with all this other information that we had from the previous movie. When when they go into the quantum realm in the previous movies, they don't see, like, civilizations or anything. They don't think anyone else lives in the quantum realm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But then yeah. there's, like, this city and all these creatures and stuff that live in it. Yeah. This movie. But anyway, none of that really makes sense. So, other thing about Janet. So, once they're in the quantum realm, she still doesn't tell them for a while. She keeps like saying, "Oh, is, we don't, this is not well." The time. Arguably, she never fully tells them. The full story <laughs> is never told yeah. as to what happened. Yeah. You, you get half the story, so you get the story up till the part where she leaves Kang and she like destroys the thing. What happens after that? Because yeah, she doesn't meet Bill Murray at that point. So when does she meet Bill Murray? When does and, she meet all these other people? And when she leaves Kang, I think she well at least she looked younger than yeah. when um, Michael Douglas finds her. So, like, what happens in those 20 years? But no idea. And they reference stuff. They're like, oh, we fought against Kang for years. Yeah. Like, what happened? Why did she leave? Yeah. 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 It just, yeah. It didn't make any sense. But then everyone seems to also know her and, like, not in a good way because they- Yeah, but never explained. They mentioned that, like, she was working for Kang. But from the no, flashback that we got- it doesn't- They say she was fighting Kang with them and then, and then she, she left. left. Yeah. But, like, abandoned them in some difficult situation. Yeah. But what was that situation that she abandoned them in? Also, I guess we can talk about Kang. It's st- the movie starts with Kang, actually. Kang and her. He was banished to the quantum realm. Yeah, by the other Kangs. By the other... He says yeah. the... Did he say the others? He said the, can- the council. Okay. So, it's the other Kangs. So, so why did they banish him? This is ill-defined as well. If we skip to the end, so who is the villain in the Kang dynasty? Is it going to be all these other Kangs or is it going to be this Kang that they banished? But this Kang that they banished, is he dead now? Didn't they say he's dead? Is he dead? Isn't that what the end credit scene is? Because they're like, oh, the, this other Kang has been vanquished or whatever. And yeah. like, I think they were saying people know about the Kangs now. Yeah. And that's why they're going to come. And So I know in Loki... When they kill that guy, all the other Kangs come back into existence because he was keeping them all at bay. Yeah. So, they kill him. So, that's how the council is established. Yeah. So, all the other Kangs come out. But this guy's the rogue Kang. So, technically, this guy should be the most evil Kang. Yeah. But now he's dead and he got killed by a bunch of ants. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't get killed by them, but he he couldn't defeat a bunch of ants. Yeah. Yeah. So, the most evil Kang is already dead and now there's other Kangs, but they're- like, different Less levels evil. of evil. Yeah. Yeah. They're but, still evil, but there's, like, I don't know, there's, like, 20,000 of them yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they just gather all of them yeah. together, right? So, yeah. yeah. So, I'm guessing these Kangs are the villains in the movie? In the Kang dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, yeah, it's kind of stupid. There's, like, three three ones that they talk, and they all got different accents. So, this is why I think Jonathan Majors is, like, this is going to be, like, a good acting like, it's going to At take least it to the like, next level. So it's, it's not just one character. I'm going to like, play, like, 15 characters yeah. in one movie. But also, some of these accents are hilarious. Like, hilariously bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how is he going to keep track of all these accents and, like, all these characters? I, I think it's going to be so... Like, he could nail it. He could go... It could be amazing. But I think it could also go to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I think it will just be confusing. I'm like... Yeah. And what's the point of having all these Kangs if they're not all, like... Yeah. It might yeah. be a situation where they all become, like, one Kang in the end or something. Yeah. yeah. So, the Kangs that you see at the end, there's there's actually two, there's two end credit scenes and both of them have Kangs, versions of Kangs. So, the first one has three. It's so called it's Ramatut. Ramatut. Who's, got, um, um, that's actually Kang's original alias when he traveled back in time and conquered ancient Egypt. So, that's the original. Yeah. Um, and then there's Immortus. Is the future version of Kang and the ruler of Limbo. So, what's Limbo? It's like a place in between time. Okay. Yeah. Like in um, Inception. Yeah. 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 It's called Limbo in Inception as well. Uh, then the other one is the Scarlet Centurion, which is the alias assumed by Kang after his defeat by the Fantastic Four in ancient Egypt. 
and his encounter with Doctor Doom in the 20th century. Fair enough. And then you see, like, a stadium full of them. Yeah. and then Which there's... is actually a scene from, it's, it's actually a comic panel. Oh, okay. But it looks- Wasn't there a scene like that in some X-Men movie? I feel like um, it was X-Men or something. I've seen a stadium full of other characters. At of Kang's? No, I think it was- um... Oh, it's the end credit scene for Apocalypse. Is but it apocalypse? Well, not Apocalypse, but Days of Future Past. Yeah. It yeah. hints at Apocalypse. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's a stadium full of people. No, I think it was just- yeah. I think it's just him, yeah. yeah. And other people. Then in the second end credit scene, there's another like version- Timeless or something. Tommy Timeless. Uh, Victor Timely. Yeah, that's uh, it. Pretty Tommy close. Timeless would be better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's also a version of Kang who, esta- who established the town of Timely in Wisconsin in 1901 to serve- as the 20th century base of his operations. I reckon that guy's going to die in Loki season two. I reckon they'll kill him. <laughs> they'll just, kick, they'll just yeah. kill a Kang in each of the movies. I reckon 100% Loki season two, they'll kill another Kang. Yeah, well, um, well, going to the second end credits scene, Loki and uh, Mobius. I was going to say Mobius. Mobius. Yeah. yeah, Jared Leto. <laughs> it would have been better. To be honest, that would have made this movie slightly better if, if it was Mobius. But yeah, Mobius is there and they're like, Oh, this guy looks doesn't look that bad. Yeah. They'll kill him. Loki's like, no, nah, no, nah, he's bad. We're gonna kill him. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. Because like, what, what, what's gonna happen in Loki season two? Then they're just gonna follow this guy for eight episodes, and then he's gonna get away. Is it? Uh, is it all gonna be set in that time period? The I know that could be cool if they do that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be something different. Do you know that the ending of this movie was meant to be different initially? Okay, what was it? It was initially gonna be that. It's pretty much the same up till a certain point. So, uh, Kang is beating up Scott Lang at the end. Yeah. And then the other three go through the portal uh, back yeah. to home. Yeah. And then Hope comes back and then they fight Kang. Yeah. And then the portal closes. Which is what happens, yeah. So, up till there, it's the same. Yeah. And then Kang gets away at that point. They don't kill him. Yeah. And then- they have to stay in the quantum realm. They stay in the quantum realm. So I would have thought that yeah. would have been better. And I thought that was actually what was going to happen. Mm. But then they somehow found a way to easily open the portal again. And so they back. stay in the quantum realm. And then it cuts to Cassie. And she's like doing stuff on her computer. And then she gets a shocked look on her face. And then it cuts. And that's the end of the movie. That's the movie. You yeah. know, that would have been better. I don't know I why. I think that would have been better. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Because. Yeah. The actual ending of this movie is just, it just makes everything inconsequential because they kill Kang, they come back out of the quantum realm, and everything's the same as before. So, what's the point? My reasoning, my, uh, not reasoning, my, the think, the thinking I'm having as to why they did that is because the story of Kang Dynasty needs to be something else. So, they had to reshoot this something else to, to make that make sense. So, maybe Kang Dynasty doesn't have this Kang. I'm thinking Kang Dynasty is going to be those three, those three Kangs, the ones that they spoke in the room. Yeah, they'll be the three main Kangs, and then the rest of the Kangs will be like cannon fodder. Yeah, there'll still be lots they'll of be Kangs. like the army that they they'll be the fight. army. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but these three Kangs are like for some reason more powerful than the other Kangs. Yeah, and then they'll be the villains. Well, if this one was yeah. banished, obviously this guy did. Something bad, right? This guy. Well, he was killing lots of people. Yeah, yeah. But these guys, I guess, enjoy killing people as well. Yeah, I guess he this just guy enjoys was, it more. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know why. It doesn't make sense to me why the most evil Kang is it the most yeah. is it the villain? Why is the most evil Kang not the villain? Yeah, yeah. Especially when the other Kangs banish him. Actually, okay. I'm I'm trying to reason it in my head. Unless he's not dead, and he's he could come he back. could not yeah. be dead. So. Possibly the reasoning might be is that these Kangs want there to be a multiversal incursion or whatever, and for the old multiverse to destroy itself. And that Kang wasn't going to allow that to happen. Maybe so that they Kang just him. wanted to. He just rule, wanted to kill everyone. Rule all of them. Yes, he wanted to rule. Yeah. But these yeah. guys want like a whole incursion or whatever to happen. Yeah. That's. Maybe. That's what I've reasoned in my head. It could be. But I also think this Kang, the one in this movie, is probably the best Kang that we've had so far. They should have used this Kang, yeah. which would have made more sense. But I don't know. Maybe Pharaoh Kang will be interesting. <laughs> no, I think I, I have a feeling because no one's really dead. 
And yep. it, it wasn't clear if he died anyway. Like it, they just like put him into that that thing that they shrink, right? Um, yeah, the, he the, like gets the globe by thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's yeah. alive and maybe he comes back. But from what I think will happen, I think the Kangs will only be a villain for one movie. I don't think it's going to be. Well, it's Secret Wars second movie, so. I don't think they'll be the villains for that. Yeah. Maybe it leads on to Secret Wars somewhere. I think Doctor Kang's Doom's going to. Kang's think, not in a. He's not the villain in Secret Wars. So. I think Doctor Doom will be the villain in Secret Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, in the new Secret Wars, it's Doctor Doom and Kang. Yes. Yeah. So it could be this Kang is the villain in Secret Wars with Doctor Doom. Yeah. Maybe and Doctor the Doom first breaks one, him out or something. In the first one, it's just Pharaoh Kang and he's. Two yeah, these guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But I don't know. I the, the the part that made it feel like why is that Ant Man could defeat this Kang by himself? So yeah, and why it's do not you just need like the Avengers? He could yeah. defeat him, basically not even using his powers. And for some reason, Kang also wasn't really using his powers. So it's one of those movies where Kang uses his powers on everyone except the main characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, why wouldn't you? Like yeah. you're obviously meant to be super powerful, um, and and the ants thing, that was kind of almost just like, we need a way to defeat this Kang. Let's just create these ants. It just <laughs> it doesn't make sense that this is the main villain for an Avengers movie. I know in Loki, Loki gets defeated by, um, uh, sorry, in Thor, Loki gets defeated by just Thor. And then he's also the villain in the Avengers movie. Yeah, but he also but has, he an, has army. an army. Yeah. And also Thor is the strongest Avenger. And he has an Infinity Stone. Yes. Yeah. So that makes sense. Whereas this, Ant-Man's not like a top-tier Avenger. He's probably the bottom like bottom yeah. tier. He's At least like Thor's an a, underdog. Thor's a god. So yeah. like Loki should be able to beat most normal humans. Yeah. So But yeah. Ant-Man's very much an underdog, I think. And like he shouldn't be defeating the it would be like Thanos getting defeated by Ant-Man by himself. And, like, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. it it could make sense, and I'm happy for that to happen. But they don't have this guy be the main villain for an Avengers movie. Yeah. Unless he has some serious power-up that happens. and like he But gets- it sounds like he's already got all the power. Like, he's got his chair thing that's meant to be his, like... That's the yeah. power-up. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, I don't know. How can you power this guy up anymore? Maybe he gets an Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> But uh, haven't we established that those don't, like, they're not that powerful in the quantum realm or whatever, like in Loki? But, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what made me feel like, like, if he, like, killed Ant-Man, this would have been a better movie. Yeah, and like, I thought he was yeah. going to. Yeah. Um. Also, another thing is they could have made it a bit more interesting with Ant-Man as well by, because in the trailers they make it look like he, he has, has to work with Kang. And there was, like, some sort of temptation in terms of, like, Kang was going to give him back some time with Cassie because he missed out on five years with her, like, while she was growing It would have been better if he actually did it. He just went for it. And yeah, then he I gets thought, regrets afterwards. I thought he would. I thought yeah. there would have been, like, enough of a temptation for him to probably do that. And like, some sort of conflict. Like, he'd be, like, conflicted. Maybe he does it and but then, then Kang he, wins and then he regrets it and he has nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. And he even has to figure would, it out. Even yeah. that would have been better. But yeah. they immediately, like, just go back on that because he's like, he offers that to him and then he's just like, no. And then it just reverts back to, like, a normal villain motivation where he's like, I'll kill your daughter if you don't do this. And mm. it's like, oh, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there was probably, I don't know if it was rewrites or just the way they had to go with the movie, but there was probably a good movie in here somewhere, but it's just not. I just don't think Kang needed to. I don't think they needed to fuse Kang and Ant-Man. I think it could have worked if they didn't let Kang lose and just die in the end. Yeah. In an inconsequential way. Yeah, yeah. I think this movie had to have a consequence in the end. Yeah. Like, something had to happen. Well, if you did kill Ant-Man, because Ant-Man is a pretty likable character. Like, most people, I don't know anyone that doesn't actually like Even if they killed the Wasp. Like, yeah. if they kill well, someone, someone. kill Michael Douglas, kill yeah. someone, yeah. Or kill Michelle. I thought yeah. one of them was going to die, actually. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was actually surprised that no one dies in this movie, yeah. except Kang. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't the person I was expecting to die. I thought either Michelle Pfeiffer or Michael Douglas, or even um, Hope might die, or at worst case, even Ant Man would die, um, and it, like Cassie would but have to get- like take up the mantle or whatever. But 
Yeah. You give them a motivation and it's some kind of a consequence. But in the end, this movie feels like it doesn't need to happen because nothing. You do get a bit of backstory about Kang, but not enough to warrant a whole movie. They, I feel like they should make a Kang movie. Right? I think they'll be the Kang Dynasty. It, well, Infinity I, I, War was Thanos I, movie. Essentially, yeah. Thanos movie with the with the heroes in it. But like they should just make an origin villain movie with no superheroes. Like just an origin villain movie. Maybe they'll do it with Doctor Doom, but they I should think that the best the best Marvel villain is probably Doctor Doom that you could do that with. Yeah. Well they or, did it sort of with um like with Magneto in first class. You could do it with Magneto as yeah. well. Yeah. But they've already done it, so I don't think yeah, they won't do it again. And Doctor Doom's never been done well, so they can probably do that. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a really cool backstory as well. So, and now that Iron Man doesn't exist, like there's a void where he can fill that. But they're probably not going to do that because they're probably going to do Fantastic Four, and he's- I don't think he's going to be in it, or it might be in an end credit scene. Or oh, is he not going to be in this phase at all? I mean, not this phase. This saga. I think he will be the villain in Secret Wars. I think somewhere between now and Secret Wars, he'll get introduced. Yeah. But which movies would he come in? He could be in the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Well, he's Earth-based. So, yeah. yeah. And they've got to find a way to connect all the Earth stuff with, like, all the cosmic stuff somewhere. Yeah. I think they need to do some more storyboarding and uh, (laughs) some more cohesion. Either make a good movie in itself that makes sense within itself. Or make something that builds up to something bigger, but make it a good movie as well. Don't make a movie that is kind of building up to something, but then nothing really matters in the end anyway. Which is pretty much all we've got so far in in Phase 4 and, and this being the first movie, Phase 5. Uh, we haven't talked about MODOK. I thought yeah. it was pretty bad. Bad in the sense not done well. <laughs> I think that's a very hard character to put on actual like, in real life screen. Yeah. I think this is probably... I didn't like the face. The face looked weird. I think they could have done the face better. Yeah. But I think they had to make it look like Corey Stoll. And if yeah. they made the face look too weird, it wouldn't have looked like Corey Stoll. Did but it they have should to have, look like him, though? They should have just made it look weirder. Like, like just yeah. use his voice. I don't think it had to look like him. I think they thought it had to look like him. Yeah. But it didn't look good because it looked like him. They yeah. should have made the face weirder. Yeah. Yeah. And But also... I don't know if you can ever make that character look good on screen. Which is probably why they just killed him off in this movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a... In the comic books, obviously, it works, but I don't know if that's one you could translate to the screen. You, you might be able to, but... I thought the the voice was weird as well. Like, it was weirdly 80 yard. The face definitely... It just didn't look good. It looked like you were just looking at Crystal through a magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah, I think I at at first I'm like it's not too bad, but the more you look at it, the more was it I know it's to be- meant to be like not it's not meant to look good. Like was it meant, meant to-, to be funny? It is, yeah. Which yeah. is the ongoing joke that I didn't find funny. Yeah, like he's meant to be displeasing to look at. Yeah, but which is I what is in the comics as in well. the comics as well. But I just don't think it worked that well. Yeah, and it wasn't funny. I I didn't think it was that funny. There weren't that many jokes. Hmm. From him that landed. I think that's all I yeah. had to say. Hank is basically comic relief in this movie. Yeah. There's ants, ants ex marketer. Yeah. That like if they have like two to three scenes, maybe like a 30 seconds overall in the film, where they hint that there's ants in the quantum realm. But if you But you see them go in with them. Yeah, but like <laughs> But I obviously but like, you don't think much of it. Oh, it's just a bunch, it's just of, ants. A bunch of ants. Yeah. But like, it's not like, oh, yeah, they hinted at that before and this is a good payoff. It's just yeah. like, why the fuck's this happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. how did they. Because when these guys go into quantum realm, they shrink down to like quantum realm size. And the ants are bigger. Why are the ants big? Yeah. Well, they're still shrunk because if they were in the quantum. So the same size as yeah, real life. Passive, so they'll be, yeah. But yeah. they obviously shrunk, but they didn't but shrink, they did as, shrink much as, as much as they did. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Lots of this stuff doesn't make sense. There's, yeah. I mean, we could probably just keep going. I think that's pretty much it. I, I thought when they do go into the quantum realm, it was reminiscent of like Doctor Strange. 
creepy stuff for for a couple of seconds mm. until they land. I thought the overall quantum realm. So the CGI didn't probably didn't look as bad as like Thor: Love and Thunder. It looked worse in other movies, yeah. but also it didn't amazing. It still didn't look that great. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, I don't know. There was a lighting or something. It just looked like it didn't look good. Like it looked dark and just didn't look like a a place that you want to explore. It just looked like a place you want to get out of. Maybe that was the goal. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean the the whole point of this movie is they go into the quantum realm, and then they want to get out of the quantum realm, and that's the whole movie. Yeah, and then they encounter Kang on the way. That's it. That's it, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the probability, what was it? The probability bubble or whatever it matrix? was. Matrix? Is it Matrix? I don't know. Probability matrix is a thing. Yeah. I went to the bathroom at that point. I came halfway through that. Oh, yeah. I thought that was okay. The, the, there was that part with the Paul Rudd in Baskin Robbins. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kept They kept going back to that guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's there. Yeah. But why does it keep appearing in this sequence? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was all right. Yeah. Um, it was good that all the all the Scott Langs from all the different probabilities, they all have a single goal, I guess, mm. to save Cassie. Apparently, there was a similar scene with Hope when she goes through it and she sees alternate versions of herself. Oh, okay. But they kind of... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just cut out every movie. It's, uh, they're like, is this essential to the movie? No, then let's cut this scene with her in it. Yeah. <laughs> they obviously split them up for a reason. So it was like uh, Scott and his daughter and then uh, Hope and her parents. So uh, I think they were trying to it was do meant something. It to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And then they come together and then they fight. Yeah, and Ham. it could have been like a family bonding thing because like, obviously her mum was not telling them very important information and she's had issues with Hank in the past. So it could have been like a good family session for them. And then obviously Cassie's gone a bit rogue, so it could have been a but it feels like they're everything's all good. Like Yeah. You weren't telling us stuff? Oh that's fine. There's not much to this movie, unfortunately. I thought there would be more to it, but it is pretty simple in the end. And um yeah, I I'll this is one of those movies I don't think you're missing out on much if you skip it. I would always say that for all the Phase 4 movies. Is there anything that you have to watch? Maybe Spider-Man? Some of them are good movies. Yeah. So watch the good movies. Like, like yeah. Shang-Chi is a good movie. It's, yeah, not, Shang-Chi. it's not inconsequential. Yeah. Well, sorry, it's not. it doesn't lead to much, but it introduces a character. It's a good movie. Yeah, and it feels yeah. like within the movie there's enough stakes for you yeah. to like, watch it. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever was a decent movie. It, I wouldn't yeah. say it was amazing, but I think it's one of the... Better ones in phase four. Yeah. Yeah. Also doesn't lead to anything, but at least it's okay in terms of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. At least you've got like character stakes. There's stuff in that that's not good as well, but I think most of it is decent. Yeah. yeah. Also, I tried to watch that movie again and I it was too boring. It's too sad. It's too <laughs> sad and like, yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Did you know, I've got a bit of trivia. Did you know when Kang angrily smashes Scott's helmet with a roundhouse kick? That's a, a reference to the comics panel where he does a similar move against Spider-Man. I think that's taking a leap. I don't. I don't. I'm sure he does a lot of roundhouse kicks <laughs> in the comics. I don't know if it's. But the, the famous one is when he roundhouse okay, kicks. Okay, um, fair enough. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's he's kicking another insect-based. Yeah. Superhero. I, I think they've taken a bit of a leap there. I'm sure he's <laughs> done a lot of kicks in the comics. And uh, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has called the film a direct line into Phase Five. And will lead directly into Avengers: The Kang Dynasty. And, uh, yeah, fair enough. And Whatever. Peyton Reed said that the movie will have a profound impact on the MCU. Peyton Reed as a director doesn't feel like he has any like yeah like what's doesn't his have a, a defining characteristic doesn't have a thing yeah yeah because the first Ant-Man movie it had it had some creativity in it but I'm pretty sure that was all from Edgar Wright because they pretty much used most of his script. The second movie is pretty like. Whatever, it's pretty bland. So what? He doesn't have like anything. D- yeah, like he's he's like a JJ Abrams. He's like not terrible, but like yeah. just making generic movies. Yeah, there's nothing like that stands out. Yeah. At least like Ryan Coogler, he's got he's got something different about. He brings what, like a cultural aspect yeah. to his movies. Yeah, and um, who else? Like, 
Taika Waititi. Yeah. Given what, like, yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder wasn't good, but yeah, at least he has he his, does he does have his thing. He's yeah. got his style. Like um, James Gunn's got his style. Yeah, like not all of their movies are going to be good, but when you watch a James Gunn movie, you know it's made by James Gunn, and you're like, this is yeah, he's stuck to what he wanted to make. Did you also know that Bill Murray was interested in joining Marvel for a while and even phoned Catherine Newton to ask if she was okay with him joining the cast? Yeah, Why did well, he call her? Like, it's I not like know. she has any authority <laughs> on who's in the movie. <laughs> Maybe she's the only one who, who knew he knew. Apparently, Bill Murray has this open phone number that people call and, like, anyone can call that number and that's how he gets his cut auditions and stuff. So, if you want Bill Murray in your movie, you just call this number. Oh, yeah. Should we make a movie with Bill Murray? I don't think he'll do it. <laughs> we did this, so... <laughs> yeah. Arguably, this is better than anything we could ever make. <laughs> so... Okay, future... I guess we kind of know what's going to happen in the future, but apparently there might be a fourth Ant-Man movie. So, Douglas said he would be interested in returning for the fourth film if Pym died in it. So <laughs> he wants to come back to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Harrison Ford. He's like, isn't that why he came back to Force Awakens? He's like, because he's going to die and he doesn't have to do this anymore. Possibly, yeah. That's a rumor. Directly, he's going to die in Indiana Jones. Probably, yeah. Probably just wants to go through and kill himself in every franchise he's been <laughs> in. What's up? What's up? Movie where he's a fugitive. Oh, it's fugitive. the fugitive. Yeah. yeah, he'll kill himself as the fugitive in the next one. I don't think that Air Force One. He's right. going to kill himself as the Air Force One. I don't think they ever made sequels to those movies, though. They're, gonna, they're like one-offs. He's going to kill himself as um, the guy in Expendables. Is he in Expendables? Yeah, like gives him a plane or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember any other Harrison Ford <laughs> movies. Um, there's that one with the dog. That's a new one, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like all, all the old ones. He wants to kill himself in those. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, maybe that's what Michael Douglas wants to do as well. And then the writer for this movie also said that he started to discuss a f- potential fourth film with Kevin Feige and Peyton Reed. Hmm. I'm surprised Peyton Reed's got three movies, to be honest. Because they, like, kicked out, like, the guy who did, like, the first Captain America, they kicked him out. Who I don't else? think they kicked him out. I think they just, they just had yeah, people just, that had a better pitch. Yeah. They had someone else. I feel yeah. like... Surely someone would have had a better pitch for an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. I think there probably is people that would have a better pitch for it. I don't know. Painted Reed probably makes the movie that the studio wants and he yeah. doesn't cause any trouble. I and he does it in a time frame. He's like, he's like that manager at work that is just like he doesn't do anything extra or doesn't do anything less. He'll stick to the time frame and gets, it'll gets give you a decent done. product. Yeah, yeah, it gets the job done. He won't go above and beyond. Yeah. <sighs> well, this this one he certainly didn't. I think it's uh, if anything is underperformed with this one. Yeah, unfortunately. I think that's all we have to say about it, man. It's another. I was hoping this one would be good, but it's another disappointment. Yeah, I, I know some just... people do like it. I, th- I think the critics are probably overreacting a little bit. I don't think it's as bad as what they're it's saying. It like is, it's but... yeah. They they are overreacting a little bit. Like this, like I said, if this movie came out in 2011, it would have been fresh. It would have been like a... It's no worse than Thor The Dark World. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's no worse than Captain Marvel, which everyone hates. (laughs) People are going to probably hate (laughs) you for that. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably... Yeah, I'd agree. It's probably about that level. Yeah. Yeah. If not, maybe a bit worse. At least that... Similar standard. Yeah. For that, yeah. But maybe because so many of these movies come out now, we just need them to be a little bit better or do something special. Yeah, at least yeah. they're starting to, like, yeah, space out the releases a little bit. I think that is also will make a difference because, remember, we had to wait, like, sometimes we'd be waiting a year for the next Marvel movie. Yeah. In, like, phase one, it'd be like a, they'd be, they were, like, a year apart. And then, then we got to, like, two movies a year where you had, you know, six months apart. That was still... Decent amount of waiting. Now you just got something like every. You got too much. You got of, a TV show or you of got not a, a great quality. Yeah. yeah, it's it's basically inflation. This Marvel inflation. Yeah, yeah, it's too much, and the quality is reduced as a result of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just general superhero like too many yeah, superhero, I think it's superhero movies. Superhero fatigue yeah. in general. Yeah, um, and it's also like 
They're not that creative anymore. Like, too many superhero movies that aren't good as yeah. well. So, like, it makes everything else, like, even the good ones kind of get lost in it. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of all the same. Like, do something different now. And maybe they got a bit too obscure as well. Like, because they've done all the, like, major sort of characters. So, now they're, like, digging deeper into the comics and going into, like, sort of lesser known But characters. if you could do it well, I think that's... Well, they it did it with, like, like Guardians. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, James Gunn's DC universe looks like it's going to be all that. So, I think he will probably do well with it. So, I think it can be done if you give it to the right people. Yeah. I guess the only major comic Marvel comics characters that they haven't done is probably Fantastic Four. Yeah. Because we've, got, we've had enough X-Men movies, but I think Fantastic Four is probably one where they are popular enough that people will recognize them and there's good enough stories that they could probably do something pretty good. Yeah, they could do the one where Reed Richards hits his wife. Isn't that Hank Pym? He does it as well, yeah. Well, they both do it. All right. <laughs> yeah, the, just everyone was hitting their wives in the 60s. Yeah, and then yeah. Tony Stark was like- He was just drunk and yeah. yeah, driving and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should go back to that era. Yeah, that would be depressing, but yeah. Would be- do it like Joker style, like the that sort of tone, like the dark tone. And they're the heroes. Yeah, and they're like- They're, like, they're hitting their wives. They're like the main characters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we're rooting for them. Well, maybe you could do it like, like anti-hero. We're like- yeah. Yes, hit your wife. <laughs> is, that what we're, is that what we're going for? Or no, no. I, I don't think that's what we want. I don't think we want anyone to be hitting their wife. <laughs> just, just want to put that out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't. Yeah, yeah. not advocating that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe not that era. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're going to bring Batman for Hank Pym's going to hit his wife and then die. They get shot. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. 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 And then um, Janet goes back in the quantum realm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just doesn't tell anyone this time. Yeah. All right. Next week, we've got Creed 3. Jonathan, another major release for Jonathan Majors. I was going to do an ant joke, but yeah, I won't. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Save it for next one. This was uh, highly anticipated. Yeah, it's too late for that. Yeah. That was like a starter podcast joke. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was. It wasn't. Yeah. It was not. I I can't think of another word. That's. Yeah. Anyway. Ant Man. Yeah. And the Wasp. Done. Not good. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If people want to get in touch with us, how do they go about it? So we're at cognitive recalibration on all. Podcast on on all social medias. Yeah, Twitter, yes. Instagram, TikTok, and um, our Gmail is cognitive recalibration at gmail.com. Cognitive recalibration podcast. Oh uh, yes, it is. Yes, someone else will get the email if you send it to cognitive. Recalibration. Yeah, there's probably not one anyway. We we'll just bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is because I tried to create it with that. And oh, okay, yeah, so, so it yeah. will go to someone. Yeah. yeah, so someone has that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll probably post some stuff on TikTok and Instagram. We're going to get back onto that. We're actually going to do video today, um, but we. Um, but your house is getting renovated. Yeah, it's renovated. It's a bit of a mess, but we'll we'll probably do it at some stage. Um, we've got it all sort of kind of set up so it's almost ready to go um and if you want to support the podcast you can do so by giving us a review on itunes or spotify because uh, that makes us more discoverable on search engines cool hopefully Creed 3 is better than this yeah the first two are pretty decent you might need to watch the second one but yeah i'll probably try to watch the second one before next week um, yeah. And then the week after that, or a couple weeks after that, is Shazam. Shazam 2, yeah. yeah another superhero movie, which is going to be uh, no doubt inconsequential because it's getting cancelled. So The guy that produces that is now the this co-CEO of- Peter Safran. Peter Safran, yeah. So him and James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. But they're scrapping it, right? I don't know. Well, Shazam's actually one of the- Yeah. Probably is the best DC movie. Pre- Peter Safran produces it, so I don't know. Maybe they'll it, keep him. Maybe. But then Black Adam is meant to be. Peter Safran didn't produce that. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't Black Adam like 
um, Shazam's like arch nemesis. But not according to the movie. If you watched it, it's <laughs> Superman or some shit, yeah. or it's like some good guy, or I don't know. Fuck that movie. <laughs> that movie is worse than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, on that note, we'll we'll talk DC when we get to DC. So, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, let us know what you thought of Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and um, we'll see you in the next one for Creed Three. Thank you. Yes. See you later. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.